yes, welcome everyone, and this is the full 10 yard betting podcast. Uh, don't know if you can hear fireworks outside, there's currently fireworks outside my house, but uh, I don't know whether that's because they're celebrating Halloween or celebrating the new lockdown rules. We won't get <laughs> too much in, into that. Joining us uh, ahead of week eight is, of course, as he always is, uh, Mr. Adam Walford. How is the penny dropping for you, sir? Oh, good, mate. Yeah, I had the week off work this week, so nice and relaxed, recovered, and I've done most of my previews, which I do Sunday mornings. So, ahead of the game there, I've got a little bit of work to do tonight, and uh, the joy of Dungeons & Dragons with uh, the wife and some people on Zoom tonight. So, uh, a nice, fun, fun Halloween adventure that we're going on. There we go, there we go. Well, just before you do, we'll, uh, we'll run all over some week eight, Ben. Just a quick note on week seven. I can't remember what your bets were for that. You're not the next best, but... Um, I'm going to assume they didn't win. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It starts with me to go on. Um, obviously, my... Uh, my. Do you know what? When, when we were talking about the... Uh, was it the uh, the Bills Jets last week? I, I, I said that there was something fishy about that. Uh, something fishy about that handicap line. Obviously, the Bills struggled. Obviously, they didn't pay. But uh, hopefully, the two the two uh, next bests I kind of gave you, the Chargers and the Steelers, uh, they both won. So hopefully, you followed those in as well. Um, if I, you have, remember, I actually have mine here. Sorry. Uh, the Browns, Browns minus three, which obviously pushed because they missed the last minute uh, extra point. And the Panthers minus seven, which won fairly comfortably. So, yeah, yeah push one and a half for me. There we go. One and a half. Lovely stuff. Okay, well, let's see what we can win in week eight. A couple of things that I do, uh, I, I certainly like this weekend. But it's, it's quite a funky little week, I, I think, uh, Adam. Um, anything of note or anything, any trends that you've taken a note of in the last in the last week or uh, season today at all? Um, no, well, the Ravens are the last remaining team to have scored in every quarter this week, uh, this season. So that'll be an interesting one. Obviously, going up against the Steelers' defense this year. Uh, that, that's argued, that's definitely the game of the weekend, which obviously we'll get into in a bit. Um, no, stat-wise, not a, not a huge amount, no. Um, obviously, I normally give you my kind of updated uh, things. Dogs are covering 56 to, 56 to 47, the dogs cover. Uh, overs are 53 to 48, so they're still just about uh, on the positive side there. And road favourites and home favourites. Hmm. No, I've messed that one up. Road dogs are covering 55% of the time. Road favourites are covering 53%. Uh, home, the home, home dogs and, yeah, home teams are doing worse than road teams, basically, against the spread. Okay, you can take one thing away. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, just a quick, a quick one on on that Steelers game. Uh, I thought there's an interesting stat that the the Steelers are only the sixth team since 1989 uh, to be underdogs after going five and zero, and the record for that is uh, three and two against the spread and straight up. So not really a lean lean either way. But again, really fascinating, uh, really fascinating matchup between the Steelers uh, and the Ravens that, that appears a bit later on in my nap and next best as well. I'm going to continue to to ride a certain train there. Um, I, I've just got a feeling this week as we as we, I've, yeah I've got the the lines in front of me. Uh, I noticed obviously there's only there's only two games that have a, a, a total points of 50 or over. Uh, that's the, the Cincy game, Cincy Tennessee Tennessee game, and the the Seahawks San Francisco game. Uh, I do like the overs in that game actually. Um, but I've just got a funny feeling that it's it's a bit of an unders week. And I know if you are betting, just make sure you check in uh, the weather forecast because the weather's obviously starting to turn because there's a lot of games where you know it's going to be swirling winds uh, and gusts and all the rest of it. So don't. I'm not saying go and, and go and pound the unders or anything like that. Obviously, obviously the, the lesson is it's last week again in the Kansas City Denver game obviously we're still over and there was still snow on that but yeah just just check some of the games obviously you've got games in Buffalo Cincinnati Cleveland Green Bay and Chicago uh, just the, the ones that I've got written down here I'm not, I'm not sure if there's one or two others but uh, yeah winds winds are about 25 to 35 and 
uh, miles per hour and you know, rain in, in some of those as well so do just do take a, a precautionary check on, on the weather i think nfl nflweather.com is is way i don't yeah. know if you go anywhere different adam um yeah no. i mean in, in, in all honesty you know the, the biggest line of the week for the, for the points is, is san francisco so seattle 53 and a half do like the overs uh, in that one as well any 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 other notes from you in terms of some of the lines this week no, just, just what you said, basically. There's only one dome game this week, which is weird. Uh, Colts at Lions is the only dome game. Uh, and as you said, anything over 20 miles an hour normally restricts um, totals. There's quite a few that dropped by about five points this week. The the Bengals game was actually one of them, um, which makes the overs even more tempting. I, I agree with you. I think that could be a really high-scoring game. Um, it's one that I've targeted quite heavily in DFS this week. But yeah, the, the Browns, the Packers and the Bears games are expecting over 20 miles an hour wins. Uh, the Bills game quite a lot as well and rain there. Um, strangely enough, the Broncos is the nicest weather of the weekend by the look yeah. of it. Which, um, it's cold. Is it still cold? Is it still cold <laughs> no, then? no, it's 63, yeah, oh, 63 Fahrenheit. So fairly, it's what, 10, 15 degrees, about 15 degrees, I think. So not too bad up there. And uh, I, I tell a lie. Uh, Miami obviously is quite uh, yeah. quite nice for that one, but um, yeah, of uh, of the proper games, that seems to be the nicest one. Mm. It's quite interesting actually the amount of times that Los Angeles Rams obviously they play the Dolphins. The amount of times they've gone from the West Coast to the East Coast seems yeah. to be a hell of a lot. And I think they've even got Tampa Bay coming up soon. I think as well. But um, I yeah, absolutely, it's absolutely. the fourth time this season. Yeah, it's strange. Strangely, really. I think I think they've got a bye coming soon as well, which they uh, yeah, and obviously well they've they've just played on Monday Night Football haven't they, against Chicago, so obviously they're yeah. Yeah, it could be an interesting game there. Um, yeah, just just the other one as well. Obviously, the the biggest line of the week in terms of handicap is the the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I, there's been a hell of a lot of line movements this week, whether it be total points and and handicap lines as well. I know Tampa Bay and New York Giants has been one, obviously because the Giants' offensive line. Um, Dallas has obviously had one. Yeah, I think their their line was like six or something at the start of the week. I saw, and now it's what yeah. eleven because they were they were initially my next best, but. Um, Dallas, I've got hope in hell, and I'd probably still take, <laughs> still take the points with Benjamin Mitchy at quarterback. But yeah, I don't know why there's there's a hell of a lot of, of line movements this week. Uh, I say settling back to the, my, my point: the Jets and the Kansas City Chiefs' biggest line so far this season, obviously plus twenty four for the Jets, and I still wouldn't take that if you doubled it. To be quite honest. Um, yeah, I think even that started at 22, and I think in Vegas that was it went down to 1918. Um, but yeah, I, I get, I guess it's because the, the just the, the size of the line, even if it is Adam Gase in the, in the New York Jets, and um, it's, it's still three, essentially three touchdowns, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Only one team has covered a spread of 20 more, 20 or more points in history in 1976. Um, only, only one game has seen a spread of 20 points or more in the last 10 years. The Broncos against the Jags in 2013 mm. um so that, was that Peyton Manning Broncos I believe so yeah yeah so obviously a good reason for that um the Steelers in 1976 it was that covered that gigantic spread uh, against the Bucks um so yeah this one if you look at it from that side of the, that side of it the Chiefs have got it all to do but then you look on the fact that the Jets are quite possibly the worst team in history and you think well yeah maybe maybe it could go that way um, I think in that game, you're best looking at correlated parlays. So you can take, uh, if you fancy the Jets to cover, then take the Jets and the unders. If you fancy the other side, take the Chiefs and the overs. Yep, certainly good advice there. And then talking about them, we might as well just get straight into it. Um, what's, your, what's your best bet for the week, week eight? Um, my best bet of week eight is going to be the Chargers. I liked them at minus two and a half as it was a couple of days ago. It's now minus three and a half. Um, you can get... Uh, minus three at 1.78 so just under four to five on 888 
Um, or you can just take the standard kind of 10 to 11 on minus three and a half. I just think they're a far better team than Broncos. Um, since Drew Locke's been back, the two games he's been back from injury, he's averaging a QBR of 20, which is terrible. Um, and the Chargers are the hot new team with Justin Herbert under centre. He's doing really well. He's chucking a ball downfield. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both healthy and fit, fit and ready to go. And Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly and the running back group are doing pretty well. So I quite like the Chargers to go up there and win by seven or so. Mm, that's a stay away game for me. I've got a funny feeling. That Denver defense is is playing pretty well. Uh, I've got a funny yeah. feeling. The, the Chargers always seem to stumble. They 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 very nearly threw the uh, the Jags game away last week. I'm just uh, just still still got residual um, PTSD from from back in Chargers. But they do my, like one score games. Yeah, they they were in my survivor last week, and I I, I thought the right was was on the wall when they went up after the uh, special teams, the punt that was blocked by the Jags. But anyway, nevertheless, that's yeah, that's a very much a stay away uh, game for me. Uh, my next my nap of of, of week eight, Le'Veon Bell anytime touchdown scorer five to four uh, against the uh, the hapless New York Jets. Obviously, revenge game. He was literally in in that you know, with with the New York Jets two three weeks ago, um, and I, I think that the safety net with this one is you you wonder. Obviously, you have the concerns about he's just got there, doesn't know the playbook. We don't know how much he's going to give get get given um but i think even both scenarios that i'm i'm thinking kind of work out in your favor whether he gets 50 percent or, or something equivalent to that backfield is more than enough to to get to get into the end zone and, and have a decent day um but even if they are still not um, I know there's been murmurs, whispers coming out saying that he's, he knows the playbook pretty well and he, he's getting on, but again, that's coaches speak, so take that with a pinch of salt. But even if it's a case where the Chiefs are blowing out the New York Jets in the third quarter by 20 points or, or whatever, Le'Veon Bell could quite easily have that whole quarter to himself and they'll just rest or, or you know, give CEH, uh, Clyde Ebersolaire, or Elaire, or whatever you want to call it, uh, a breather. I just think you've just got the safety net there in, in, of game scripts. And I just don't see how he doesn't go in to get into the end zone. And five to four, um, like I say, if if this was a, a predominantly Le'Veon Bell backfield, he'd be well, he'd be well odds on. He'd be like one to two, one to two four nine area. Um, so more than happy to take five to four before before his price gets into the <coughs> odds on territory. Um, if you if you want to get a bit creative, you can get forty five to one for a hat trick and seventeen to two for two or more. Um, so yeah, I I just don't see. Obviously, I've got him in my in my team in some of my fantasy leagues, including my main home league. Uh, which if you go back and watch the quiz, obviously I'm playing uh, my friend Richard. Um, so I've got the upper hand on him early. So hopefully Le'Veon Bell can, can help uh, hammer that one home and put him in a coffin. Uh, but yeah, Le'Veon Bell, 5-4 any time, uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, in a revenge game against the New York Jets. Yep, can't argue with that. I um, I posted about him this week. Uh, the, he was 11.5 receiving yards and he was 37.5 rushing yards. It's now 14.5 receiving yards, 40.5. Rushing yards, his longest pass reception is eight and a half, which I'm quite happy to take the over on all three of them things. I think he's yeah. going to have a big game. Um, and yeah, there's no reason for them to use Clyde if they don't need to. Clyde has had a lot of rushing attempts in his first few games as a running back in the NFL. So they should be able to just rest him out and save him for the Panthers next week, really. Yeah, I just, I don't understand why those lines are so low. 40 and a half, like even the open line of 11 and a half, 40 and a half is, is low as well, considering considering the skill set he has. And he, you know, he, they both, they can both be on the field at the same time, uh, him yeah. and, and, and uh, Elaire. So, um, yeah, I, I think the bookies have got that one wrong this week. So make I think sure... it's just because, sorry, I think it's just because he only got six carries or so last week. Yeah, but I say I think I think six, the book, the, the punters yeah. are going to be ahead of the curve on that one. So you need to make make sure make sure you cash in. Um, okay, next best then. Any anything else juicy you like? Yeah, my next best. I've gone for T Higgins. I've gone back to things I know. 
and that's the Bengals. And T. Higgins has been getting increasingly involved in the passing game. He's been the the outside target for them, while A.J. Green and Boyd have been more in the slot. Uh, T. Higgins over 21 and a half receive um, for over 21 and a half yards to the longest reception. Um, he's hit that four games in a row now, um, and they're up against a Titans defense, which can be picked on. And Joe Burrow's been pretty good at keeping up with teams, frankly. So if they do get down, which I expect them to do, because Derek Henry will probably run for 200 yards and three touchdowns, then they're going to be throwing. And I think T Higgins is proving himself to be pretty, pretty damn good, actually. Been quite enjoying watching him. So, yeah, 21 over 21 and a half um, yards for longest reception for T Higgins. That's uh, five to six on three, six, five. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, hearing his name a lot more on, on as, as each week of Red Zone uh, carries on. Obviously, they're not going to be on Sky Sports anytime soon. So, obviously, Red Zone is where, where you'll be able to see that. Uh, another, another Cincinnati Bengals dig there for you. Uh, well, when I say that, I, I shouldn't really say anything because Dallas are on bloody prime time and can get their asses handed to them. Anyway, um, I'm going <laughs> to. The worst prime time game, game yeah. in history. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put, put a prayer up for Ben Dinichi and the rest. Um, I'm going to keep it uh, AFC North related. I'm going to go uh, next best of the Steelers plus four and a half. Uh, obviously, in the blockbuster game against the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, I think they're the best team. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens have just had a bye. Mark Ingram is injured. Uh, I just think they'll stifle that run game. And we, Lamar Jackson has been far from from his best from from his MVP form from from last season, uh, even the year before um, when he when he was playing well. I just don't. Th- I think the Bengals or the Bengals, the Steelers will have enough to to stop them on on, on defense. I think it will be one of those one of those old fashioned AFC North games when you used to have you know you. you uh, Roethlisberger versus uh, Flacco you had uh, Ray Lewis Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu type stuff it's just going to be a heavy defensive battle because you've got stars littered all over both defences and if you're going to give me four and a half I mean I, I, I make this about a one and two point game to be, quite, to be quite honest so to give me four and a half which is way more than the field goal um, and let's be honest this game usually is uh, separated by a field goal I think the requisite the uh, the game last year, the equivalent game last year, was settled by a last-second Justin Tucker field goal. Uh, I think from 50 odd yards, if, if my memory serves. But these are generally quite close. I know the, the Ravens swept uh, uh, the Steelers last year, but it wasn't the same Steelers type team. And like I say, Steelers Steelers are one of the better teams this this season. Um, and yeah, they did they did obviously try and throw it away against the Tennessee Titans last week. Uh, I just think they'll have enough to to go to Baltimore and, and get, get the wins. So give me four and a half. Give me the points. And um, yeah, I think the Steelers will, will keep on going. The same that's that early of, of you know, any, the sixth team since 1989. I think they make that that record four and two because uh, I think they'll win the game as well outright. So if you fancy uh, an underdog uh, on your on your tickets, uh, get stick stick the scene in. Yeah, I've um, I've been informed that my Steelers previews aren't exactly um, too accurate at the moment. So I, I've done my best this week. I've written about a thousand <laughs> words on that's on a bias, this specific though, game. Uh, no, 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 it's completely unbiased. I, <laughs> I feel I feel I do my best every week on putting out quality information on the Steelers. Just just so that everyone knows, just so everyone knows, when I I gave Adam my my nap and next best, and literally, because I put the Steelers, I've pretty much put the Steelers in every week. I've been riding the Steelers handicaps for the season. It's the same response every week, and I won't won't repeat it because I have to go and and leave it out. So, yeah, take that from what you will. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) It it is generally that, and yeah, my previews are generally that as well. Yeah, as you said, defensive battle here. The um, Steelers are second according to the EVOA, and the, the Ravens are third, according to the DVOA. Um, the, the Ravens are a run-heavy team. They're fifth on DVOA, and obviously going up against the best rush defence in the league. Um, the Steelers only concede 68 yards per game on the ground. 
Uh, that may well change in this one. I, I honestly have no idea how this game's going. I think it's going to be a brilliant game. Mm. Um, and I'm probably going to have this on a third screen. I'm going to have to very much multitask tomorrow because I really want to watch this one. Um, obviously, the Ravens have added Yannick Ngakwe over the bye week to further their further strengthen their defence. It's, it's, it's all down, I think, frankly, it's all down to Lamar. Um, yeah, he's okay. actually 12th on QBR this, this year. He's doing better, according to QBR. But their passing offense is is not good. Um, yeah. The game against the Bengals, I think he had a knee injury, so he could have thrown five interceptions in that game. He was terrible. Uh, they still obviously trounced us, but um, he, he was awful. But he's only thrown over 200 yards in the first two games of the season. Nothing since. He ran for over 100 in the last game. He's averaging um, about 60 on the ground. This year, if you exclude the Bengals game, which I, I say I think he was injured. Um, but yeah, the... the it's all down to him, frankly. If he can put a few few passes together and get that going a little bit rather than relying on the rush, then they'll be fine. But I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I, it's been well documented that the Steelers, that I believe the Steelers haven't faced anyone good. And then the one good team they played was last week and Big Ben nearly dumped it all um, all over the shop. He threw three interceptions. And mm-hmm. it's he could have done that in many games this year. Players have been dropping. Yeah. dollies to them every uh, every blooming week but um yeah this this game's going to be really really interesting and honestly i can't wait i do not know who's going to win it i think you're probably on the right side with them yeah. getting four and a half points frankly. yeah I, I just think it's a lot of points and i mean if you want to take the unders as well uh, i just think it's four and a half is quite a lot of points considering the, the play to date of the two teams and and, the, and the, the history uh of this of the rivalry as well so yeah we'll see how we go and say it's something that's that's fairly well you know you don't don't change something it's not broken um, so yeah. I'm going to continue to roll uh, until until I, I, I lose from it. Uh, okay, let's move on then to the other segment where we look at we pick up some juicy any times like Deontay Harris last week that you had a, yeah. and obviously we had Adam Shaheen the week before as well. So uh, let's see if we can continue the band at Ragan Ragan Wagon Rolling. Uh, a couple that I've picked out uh, in the Dallas uh, Philadelphia game, Dallas. Dallas Goddard and uh, Jalen Ragor have just recently been uh, reactivated from IR. Their juicy prices five to two, four to one, respectively. But I actually really like the uh, Eagles DST uh, defense special teams nine to two uh, to get something there. Third string quarterback. Uh, Dallas dodgy offensive line means sack fumbles, strip fumbles, interceptions, possibly return to the house. Something that Philadelphia seem to be quite good at. Um, obviously, they've had their issues this season. Um, yeah, Eagles always have it in their locker to, to do that. So, uh, ninety-two, I thought was a decent price. Um, it's it's quite funny actually. I, I don't, I'm not. There's no way any money is touching uh, Dallas in terms of the team. But there's two Dallases that I actually like from a from touchdown score standpoint. And I'll get to the one shortly as well. But um, another couple of interesting prices. Uh, Alan Robertson, six to four. His uh, price is starting to creep up a little bit. Um, there against the Saints again could be swirly wins in that one. So again, the passing game might be. Uh, might be affected and Traquan Smith 11 to 4 with uh, Michael Thomas out again. I think Sanders is out again uh, with that one. Yeah. Taysom Hill obviously nearly got in last week. Uh, he he got stopped just short of the goal line. Um, and uh, am I right in thinking this is a Ted Ginn revenge game? <laughs> um, officially, yes. I don't think he's caught a ball this year, no. but uh, maybe one. He's been, he's been awful for them. I thought he would be a fairly big factor for them, to be honest, given how how little they've got on offense but yeah. no um yeah he's he's definitely 
used to pay for them. Yeah, and uh, I thought it's another interesting um, set of prices that I saw. If you look at the Seattle running backs, uh, it's a bit of a mess. You can get every mm. every running back is quite quite variant in in terms of price. You can get everyone for like for evens, but you can also get DJ Dallas for nine to four and Carlos Hyde at twos. Uh, Chris Carson, I thought was was doubtful for this game, or not likely to go. So. He's, uh, uh, he's Hyde is doubt, doubtful. doubtful. Carson right, okay. is questionable. Right, okay. um, and I think questionable is about 75% they do play. Um, but I'm surprised DJ Dallas is so short. Um, Travis Homer is questionable as well. Um, yeah. So it is probably going to be... Yeah. yeah. Might it's, be worth one waiting for the start. We'll start of the game. Wait for an hour before. See who's inactive. See who's active, and then, then yeah. go from there. Uh, and then just finally, before I pass over to you, Adam, uh, Tevin Coleman likely to return off IR in that game. Mm. Uh, Eleven to eight. Obviously, they're struggling that running back with uh, Raheem Mostert and all the rest of them. Uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson, obviously, you uh, did you a big favour last week. Uh, he's obviously down yes, now. He he's did. gone for it for a couple of weeks. So yeah, Tevin Coleman should come back in again. He considering that running game and the, the fact that uh, they're playing the Seattle defense, which is awful. Uh, again, I thought eleven to eight should be odds on that one. To, to be quite honest, I like I like those. I'll hand it over to you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't have a huge amount on here. I've got um, Albert O. I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname for the Broncos. He's been getting a load of targets in the last couple of weeks, um, mm. including red zone targets and end zone targets. He's not actually got one yet, um, but you can get 13 to 2 for him at 888 or 6 to 1 at 365. Uh, and then the, there's this big lad for um, the Colts, who I believe is coming, <laughs> off, coming off IR this week. <laughs> Just when you thought um, you everything was safe, from Ailey Cox. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought I was done on him, but um, yeah, you can get uh, seventeen to two, seventeen to two on him um, to score any time, which is a fairly big price at Sky Bet. He has been a bit of a red zone threat for them, uh, and obviously, um, I suppose I better ask about Adam Shane. No, I've just checked him, and it's two, so I can't, I can't really. You don't know what's going to go on with two of there, really, whether whether it's going to be going his way or not. Um, and then um, Ferks is the other one I normally look at at a big price. He's 7-1 to one this week for the Titans. And the Bengals are the worst team in the league defending the tight end. So it's probably not the worst look um, look there. But yeah, um, I don't know whether I mentioned it last week, but I got, um, got Neil Dutton to do some research and tight ends have scored 29% of the receiving touchdowns. There you go. Yeah, yeah it does, uh, does think, seem the Titans getting a lot. Yeah, sorry. I think the Titans are actually up around 50-60% on their touchdown scorers receiving. So, yeah, they, they do like the uh, the Titans. Mm. Yeah, so obviously AJ Brown's been out there and their, their wide receivers have been in and out of COVID and the rest of it. So that's possibly playing into that a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, but certainly yeah. They, they, they do catch a lot of... I think uh, I saw Johnny Smith, I, th- I think, only caught one ball for nine yards last week. So, um, yeah, a bit of hot and cold. It's not it's not a high-volume passing offence either, but... Um, Easy if Derek, Derek Henry gets going because you've got to obviously open up play action. Um, cool. Yeah. Any 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 others? Is that from, is that it from you? That, that's it for touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few props I liked, but I think the lines have changed on all of them, and I've not I've not checked them, so um, mm. I'll leave them for now. So yeah, we'll just go with what we got. There we go then. Okay, so don't forget to go and check out Adam's previews then over at tdtips.com where you can get all the good insight and all the good. Uh, 
all the good little tips there to to make your obviously Christmas come around the corner. So you want to obviously uh, get those wallets ready and uploaded. Um, yeah, obviously we'll we'll put this out on on the website and full10yards.com. Hit us up and hit add up on Twitter um, on Twitter at Touchdown Tips at Full Ten Yards for us. Uh, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Obviously, I, I I'm under no illusions that this wasn't ten minutes, but again, we will go. We will try again next week. But in the meantime, good luck with all your bets. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, but in the meantime, stay safe and make sure you're following lockdown rules. Then we will speak to you next week. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye bye for now. A bye bye.